Hey, Steve. How you doing, man? Great. You sound fucking <laughs> chipper. Um, let me ask you a question. What were your parents most disappointed in you about? Anything. Good grief. You should have been fucking thinking of these things. Disappointed in me? Well, the only thing top of what I can think of off the top of my head, I was working for my dad. I remember there was a news clipping of an article written about my dad and his former work. And in that article said he wanted me to follow in his footsteps. Hmm? Um, I don't think he really did, though. (laughs) Nah. Because it was kind of a hard profession to make real money in. And he eventually got out of that business. So that's the only thing that comes to mind, though. I mean, I I don't think they're disappointed. Maybe maybe because I'm not married. There you go. I didn't give them grandchildren (laughs) that I know of. Yeah, I think that's a shitty thing, though. That that's a legit thing with uh, parents. I I don't say all parents, but I I do know of some people that it's almost kind of like that's their their purpose of existence now is I want grandkids and I want my kid to have kids. And as we've spoken before. You know, these days, a lot of people aren't trying to have families or they're going to do it much later. Yeah, I've been pondering this of like, what's the purpose, the meaning of life? Is it to create life at some point in your life? Like the real true meaning? <laughs> no, but no. as humans, we can choose to just, or is it just to have as many experiences and have a fun life? Or is it to like leave a legacy, do something that, improves society i think everybody's meaning is different <clears throat> maybe i don't know I, I i don't know i never think about it because honestly i don't care like it, that's not not being dickish it's just I, I don't care it's like if if i never if sarah and i never had kids like would i feel any more or less complete Nah, not really i mean i used to teach and i love i love children you know um and I've always wanted to be a parent, but if we didn't have kids, I don't think I would have felt any less complete. But my mom, I know she's kind of cunty, so you know, my one of my younger brothers, he has uh, three kids, maybe, possibly four. I don't know. I stopped counting. <laughs> but he ha- he has children, and you know, she gets to play the grandma role, and we always kind of play. I was like, wow, it's cool that you take care of those grandkids. You didn't take care of us. You lost custody of us. It's kind of fucked, but it's like I don't want you. I don't, I don't want you babysitting my grandkids. When she got to meet my daughter, my daughter gave her that that stink eye. It was like she knows you're a shitty human. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I think though, like yeah, everyone's different. Of what, mm-hmm. like there's people that are super into gaming, mm-hmm. and that's their what they get the greatest joy of, and maybe that takes ninety percent of their free time. And at the end of the day, most of what they did was play games. I mean, some people would judge them on that. I I always find that weird with people judging others of what they do at their free time, though. It's like, it it shouldn't matter. Like, if you say, if I say, Steve, what do you like to do in your free time? You say, I like to fucking go to pottery classes. That's pretty fucking cool. You didn't need to tell everyone. I mean, 
you know, if, if you're making, you know, potteries like fucking uh, Patrick Swayze and Ghost, I, I, like, that's fucking awesome as shit, dude. You know, I, I, you know, I clown you a little bit, but not like, you know, it's like, you know, that friendship clown and not like, man, bitch ass Steve, what are making fucking pots? <laughs> I like when people have unique um, interests like that, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like the the basic run in the mill. What do you like to do? I like to go to the go to the gym and bang iron. Like, okay. do you also like to have poor form? Do you do CrossFit? Like, you want to be the best at exercising? Bitch. It's funny, like dating apps. Everyone likes to hike, work out, and of course they do. Uh, brunch. <laughs> of course they do. God. Everybody. <laughs> Fucking losers. Every once in a while, you'll see someone like. Yeah, I don't like to hike. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I mean, I do like hiking, but when I see someone like write that, it's kind of funny to me. Like, oh, you're probably a more original person. Like, uh, the, the people are so fucking dumb. Like, I like to hike. Like, and, you know, I know lots of people that love to hike. I'm not one of them. Like, it, if Sarah's like, hey, you want to go for a hike? Probably, yeah, let's go for a hike. That's different. You never want to do that before. Let's go check it out. Yeah, I I enjoy hiking, but not something I want to do every week. <laughs> Maybe three, yeah. four times a year. I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah, shit like that. That shit is kind of bonkers. It's like, huh, hiking, eh? Weird. Um, but you know, people like what they like, and that's cool. I'm gonna, like, if if I run into somebody like, yeah, I like to go hiking. I, I am gonna clown them. I like I'm a clown the shit out so of. So you them. like walking? Yeah, it's like so you <laughs> like you like to walk, like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Fucking going to the top of that fucking mountain and drop the goddamn fucking ring in the fucking lava. Dumb bitch. And then after that, I'd choke them. Not like the bitch ass choke with the two hands like in the movies. Like, you know, I'd get their back and I would put them to sleep. And they're like, they're like, what's your hobby? That. And then I'd walk off. I'm sorry, I'd hike off. <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, that, that seems, that is a weird one though. Like, you know, not having kids and parents having some sense of this point. I think that's more of a, a mom thing though. Like moms want to be grandma. I wouldn't even say she's disappointing. I, yeah, I don't, I can't imagine your mom being disappointed. She would that, want though. grandkids for sure. I'm sure. And Brett's a lost call. So <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> um, no, he, he, well, he wants um, to be a dad. To me, it's like, I'm cool either way. I think I like kids. I'm good with kids, but I mean, Finding someone to completely click with is pretty tough. Yeah. It's like... I've learned a lot of lessons. You can have kids all you want, but if the other person that you have a kid with ain't rocking with you... I do not want to have a kid with someone I am not clicking with. (laughs) I mean, that's that's a whole other level of fucking lunacy. When people just sticking their dicks in things and fucking busting off loads and having babies. It's like... Man, that's common too. Don't trust me. I know. Like... I mean, I see it in my family with my cousins. It's just like blasting off loads. It's like, did you even think about that? Like, were you even thinking like, well, no, you weren't. It's like, look, man, I've been with my wife for 21 years. You got one kid. I put out game is strong, son. Like, <laughs> like, and, and it's not difficult. Like, you just got to know. And yeah, you're taking a chance. You are. But it's less of a chance of just blasting off inside. So, I don't know, but I got cousins that just, that's what they do, like, "Eh, mm, go ahead, you know, right inside, and next thing you know, they got a baby with some fucking loony chick that 
nobody likes, and they bring them over to the house for Christmas, and we're like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, and we're very welcoming to everyone. Like, you come to our house for Christmas, you're part of the family. And then there's this one chick, and it's like, yo, and she brought another kid. <laughs> like, like we wish we would have known, so we could have got the kid a gift. Like, all the kids open the gifts, and this little fucking bastard's over there. You know, confused as fuck. <laughs> so it was like, you gotta go. That's when you go to that kid and tell him, like, yo, you know, you're a Jehovah's Witness, right? You don't get gifts. Fuck that kid. Isn't it crazy too? Like the really rich NBA stars of like how many kids they mm-hmm. have. Like you don't learn a lesson. Like I know you got the money now, but eventually your career is gonna be maybe ten years if you're really good. Yeah. That money is gonna go quick. Yeah, that's wild. It's not even like it's not like Philip Rivers where he's married to a chick and they got twenty six kids. Oh, he was building a football team. Oh no, he knew what he was doing. He had a plan. There's gonna be the Philip Rivers NFL team in fifteen more years. <laughs> like, like he had a plan. He knew what was going down. But Antonio Cromartie, he just didn't give a fuck. He was just blasting loads everywhere. Like he got snipped and still got a chick pregnant. Like God had a plan for that dude. <laughs> and it was to have his maybe maybe he's the secret. I heard some story about some chick trying to get pregnant by someone who like it came out like they invested big time in cryptocurrency, and she was trying to get pregnant by him so that she could be entitled to some of that money. People are wild. <laughs> People are wild, man. I don't Which know. What crypto to say. took a big dive, so man, that could have backfired. I hope. I, I hope she got with him. I hope it crumbled. I hope it fucking filled her. Because that's cunty. That's real cunty. But, um, but yeah, either way, I don't, I don't think your mom would be disappointed. I, like, your mom doesn't strike me as that kind of person that will hold that over your head. Mine is, but yours yours isn't. Because your mom's actually, like, relatively decent human <laughs> compared to mine. My mom um, put up with a lot from a lot of different people. She's like a saint. <laughs> your mom is like, you know, the few times that I've encountered your mom, she's like one of the bright spots of like, like seeing someone. She's just always very pleasant, very like, I don't want to say happy, but you know, just like, I could never imagine her being upset or yelling or like anything, but you know, oh, I used to get the sandal. No, I mean, that, that that's how it goes though. You I know, deserved it. <laughs> it's like, Oh, she's you know she's she's such a nice woman at the door closing. Steve's getting his ass beat. No, Hanger, I, belt, sandals, no, forks, like spatulas. He went out to the backyard. Said, "Pick a switch. That's the wrong one. Go get another one. Got a branch. Got your ass beat." I was a big prankster to her growing up. Um, but what about you? Everything. <laughs> like you name it. That was that was probably the. What's fucked up is like. I think, like, I would always hear this a lot growing up, is that, so my mom was the only girl of um, my grandmother's kids. I was her firstborn. So for some reason, that made me immediately like the chosen one, quote unquote. You know, I used to think about that, and I realized, because I had cousins before me, I think there were five cousins before me. Um, And I think what it is, is like, my mom is like my grandmother's daughter. I'm her child. Like that's like direct. Whereas, you know, my uncles, you know, you know, my cousins that exist, 
Yeah, they're they're blood related too, but they're not like direct. You know, they weren't born from the womb of a Collins. <laughs> so, um, I would always get a lot of shit from people of, you know, I've got the perfect opportunity when my grandparents adopted me. You know, you're you're you know, got it made. Your life is made. Your life is set. You know, they took you in, and I didn't do what they wanted me to do. All these people making all those um, statements. I was like, like, because I want to live my life. I don't want to do, you know, it's like the whole college talk. I don't want to go to college. I went to college for early childhood education. That shit's exhausting. But, you know, I didn't do what people, and my grandma didn't want me to go to school for that. She didn't want me to be a preschool teacher. She was like, because she, she grew up in that world. And my coach and I were talking about that recently. And that's something he kind of brought up about, like, work. He's like, most kids tend to follow in their parents' footsteps as far as work. You have to ask yourself, if you're doing a job that you hate, do you want your child to now step into that same role and be miserable like you? I would say no. You got some shitty parents out there that would say yes. Yeah, there's a lot like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's what my dad was in a way. He wanted me to experience his same... uh, Terrible. <laughs> I don't want you to feel my grief. Now yeah. drink up. No, I did. I, like, I Dad, I'm six. I worked for him since I was like nine till 19. That's a rough 10 years, son. It was nine years old pulling staples out of sofas. <laughs> um, but really, I think what it is is like for me, the expectation was for me to go on and do big things. And I didn't do the big things that they wanted me to do because. I'm not doing for them. Like, even when I look at my family, like, we sat down, I'm going to say 2014, maybe. We sat down at Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm sorry, we went to the basement. We had a, a, a somewhat of a family meeting. My grandfather, uh, my uncle, uh, my sister, well, his daughter. Like, it, it's weird. It's complicated, but it's like, I call her my sister. She ain't my sister. She's really my aunt. But by law, she's technically my sister. So I don't know, whatever. So we're all sitting there. And my grandparents, my grandma has been retired for a while. Roberto was like, I'm out. Maurice, you know, he he basically lives to work. Um, He was like, look, I'm retiring. And, you know, we're, we can't help. You know, we can't financially help anymore. Which is wild because I never asked for help. And I was like, "Why?" Like, like I said before this, before this starts, like I hate meetings because I get pulled into meetings that I don't need to be here. <laughs> it's like so when he said that, I was like, "Well, glad I never asked for your fucking help. <laughs> like, I don't need you." But what he was referring to was my mom. My mom has never worked a day in her life. Never had a job. So it was basically like, "Look, we're not going to be able to continue to help her." You know, so or no, they were helping her, but if they did. It's taking all their resources, so they can't help us if we need help. And I was like, well, I don't need any help, but I can tell you right now, don't ask me to fucking kick out a dime to that woman. And for anyone listening, maybe down the line, I'll get into that conversation about that relationship between myself and that woman. But as you can probably guess, it ain't good. So just, you know, basically, when it came to all that, I think there's a lot of hope that you know, I'll do something, you know, be able to, you know, kind of help. It's like, no. And trust me, I'm a giver. 
Like, if I get a call, like, I've had friends call, like, hey, I can't pay this bill. I don't have any money. I have, like, 20 bucks in my account. I'll overdraw my account to help them. It's like, you know, th- those are the things. I, you know, I want to help people. But when it came to that woman, not a fucking shot. Your family will take advantage, too. Like, yeah, I have some extended family I don't even know, but I've always been told, like, watch out for them of, like, they're going to, as if they're going to start trying to, you know, swindle me. And I'm like, but I don't even know them. Like, I don't feel that connection. So for me to say no to them, I don't even know them. It doesn't hurt. I mean, I got a couple cousins I would definitely help in a heartbeat. Um, you know, my uncle, if he calls and needs it without question, I'll help him. You know, my grandma. Yeah, I had really great grandparents, but I don't know any of my cousins, uncles, or aunts. I could be standing right next to them. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> so that's a weird thing with my family right now, like my nuclear family, like Sarah and Sophie and myself. I don't want to disconnect from our families because I want Sophie to grow up with her cousins. But at the same time, it's like, you know me, I'm antisocial. I don't really fuck with gatherings. So... It, it it becomes weird because Sophie, she asks. She she wants to see my cousins. She wants to see her cousins. And, you know, I'm not opposed to it. Schedules get weird. Because like my one cousin, he works six days a week. Something like that. Nights, mostly. Um, You know, Sarah, she works. Well, now she's down to five. But I'm sure at some point she'll, she didn't mind doing six days a week. Um. Shit like that. So schedules get really, really funky. Uh, my grandparents are just concerned with COVID. So, you know, she's she's been asking every day to Sarah, when, when can we see grandma and granddaddy? Stuff like that. So, you know, I, I do want to kind of have a strong family connection. I want my daughter to know her family. Um, all of them, both sides. Because um, I think it's important, especially her being uh, multiracial. You know, that I think that's important for her to get an understanding that, you know, all of her family isn't black, all of her family isn't white. She, she's got a good blend of, you know, characters. And she's a fucking character, this kid. Like, they, they, it's like, we went to a birthday party last week. And she just jumped into the thick of it. I was like, that is, that's definitely, she didn't get that from me. Like, she didn't get, but then, like, I, you know, I wandered off. And Sarah's over there chatting it up. Only white person at the cookout. She made friends. And um, I was talking to my manager the next day. I was like, yo, Sarah's a little social butterfly. I guess. Then we went to um, you know, my buddy's place yesterday for the homemade pizza party and wine. And she got there and it was gone. They ran off with the kids. You know, uh, the mom there took a few pictures and she's basically taking their youngest daughter who's only a couple months younger than her basically like that's her baby now so she's like cuddling up and carrying her around it's like she's only two months younger than you relax it's t- sophie does like tower over her though she sophie's a big kid but i want her to have socialization with her family i want her to you know get out and about i want her to know her cousins i don't want her to be like you <laughs> well what's funny is we used to have these big christmas gatherings i'd say up until i was like maybe seven and i loved it like and it was such a my dad's side of the family is really big then um 
everyone had a falling out. There's like 10 different beefs going on with my dad's side of the family. Certain sisters don't talk. My dad doesn't talk to any of them. Um, it's, it's like survivor of like, there's different teams that team up. <laughs> Everyone's got a beef and a team, but regardless, those big Christmas gatherings ended then. So Brett was never a part of those. My younger brother is 10 years younger. Never saw any of that. Then I think the only first time he met a cousin, the cousin was like 40 something. So, I mean, he never, I think he's the youngest. I was the second youngest. So all of our cousins were much older than us. But so I've met them, but I mean it was when I was a kid, and then the wild thing about my family that I think is interesting—I was told I was the first person to graduate college with a degree. Of like, didn't realize that. And then if you really think about it, it's like we're not that old where it wasn't too uncommon for people not to get degrees. And <laughs> but I do think with some families, though, it just becomes that thing where it's like. You know, it's like what what you're like I was saying with like occupations, you know, you roll into a job and then it's like, OK, the next person. All right. Well, I'm going to stick with that occupation, too, because my dad did it or my mom did it or my uncle, did, you know, and it just and they didn't go to college for it type deal. So, you know, it's like it, more common to go to the military, maybe back then. Mm-hmm, that, too, because I have uh, two or three uncles that went to the army. And my grandfather was in the military and. I don't know how his kids did what they did. My grandfather is one of the most normal, well-spoken. I mean, he passed away, but it doesn't make any sense why his kids are all crazy. <laughs> mm. They're all crazy. I mean, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. I'm I'm no archaeologist. <laughs> so, uh, took that from uh, my friend's podcast. I love saying that shit. I love saying that when I'm out at work and like my boss will say something. And I was like, I don't know, man. I'm no archaeologist, but I feel like we really messed this one up. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's cool. So, welcome to another episode of the Compton Social Club. And thanks for sitting in on that 22-minute intro. So, go in our history is in trivia. What was our longest intro? That day they rambled about nothing, about families and failures disappointing their parents i think that shit's important i think that kind of discussion is important to get out though sometimes we don't think about it enough and it's like well maybe we don't want to think about it maybe you need to think about it maybe maybe, maybe you need to stop being a fucking failure and and then meanwhile once we're all done with this i'm gonna drink this drink that drink some more drink some fucking crown i'll try to get and, some kids and then go pass out um and then if my if i just get someone random pregnant I'm like, mom i was doing it for you i wanted to make you proud like, you got seven girls pregnant. I mean, I was just trying, you know, threw darts at the dartboard. I wasn't doing well, so <laughs> I was just trying everything. <laughs> you got to make sure that it all sticks um, to their face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you get them pregnant. Um, so, yeah, thanks for uh, sitting in on that that long intro and then that last gross part. So, uh, want to hear something <laughs> else gross? So, I put some blood this week. Not proud of it. It's kind of weird. I haven't done that. <laughs> uh, let me tell you. It, it was really, really scary about it. I was not worried. <laughs> like, like, it just happened. It was like, I looked at it. I was like, uh, that's peculiar. All right. Washed my hands. Went back to work. And I, I thought about it. I was like, let me Google this real quick. 
and looked at all the list of things. I was like, huh, that's weird. Okay. I don't, I don't think I got any of those things, but I should probably go to the doctor and let them find out. I don't want them putting their finger in my butt. I just feel like there's an app for I everything. Mean- <laughs> and they, they should make a fucking app for a prostate exam. I don't know. I guess they could check your butt for peeing blood. Well, uh, checking your prostate, like having um, an enlarged prostate could cause it. So right. that, that was the first thing I zeroed in. I was like, mm-mm, put nothing up there. And then I asked my manager, I was like, hey, man, when the doctor put the finger in the butt, did they at least put some lube on or something? I was like, yeah, they, they gunk it up in you know petroleum jelly. I was like, hmm, I guess that makes it a little easier. It was funny. The last time I went to the doctor, he asked, like, I, I think he saw I had gone to a different doctor. I was just like, did you have your prostate check? And I just said, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, then you don't need this. <laughs> I um, didn't. <laughs> but it worked. Yeah. Got out of it. Well, I, I mean, think it's probably good to have it. But <laughs> Well, my grandma told me you can opt out. Uh, uh, you know, once they ask me, I'm like, oh, I'm nah. sure you can. I'm like, nah, man, I'm good. If you come near me, I'm going to blow my rape whistle. <laughs> so <laughs> don't don't try me. But no, um, what, it, what really happened, I think it, so I was peeing and I I don't I hate sneezing. Sneezing hurts because I, I have violent sneezes. Like it's when I sneeze, it's not like those loud aggressive sneezes like those obnoxious people, but it's like super powerful with me. And I was pissing at the same time as the sneezing feels like three powerful sneezes in a row. And then it went from regular piss to not blood mixed with my piss, but straight up blood. I was like, oh. That's concerning. Okay. <sighs> then I went to piss a little bit later on again. Ah, it's still blood. That's not good. Pissed again. Okay. It looks like it's orange now. So maybe it's starting to clear up. Pissed again. All right. I'm just getting a little lighter. All right. We're back to business. That's my dehydrated piss right there. That, that bright yellow. That's what I'm used to right there. I've been fine ever since. But uh, let me tell you, I've been afraid to jerk off all week. Because... Maybe that was it. That I didn't jerk off? had a little, no, a little aggressiveness. I mean... I broke a blood vessel. In I there. think when I did sneeze, I was holding my dick, and I, like... So I probably, like, squeezed the fuck out of it. Um, but... Wait, are you saying you sneezed when you jerked off? <laughs> no, when I was fucking pissing, you dickhead. I hold my dick when I piss. I don't just stand there like a fucking savage just letting it flap in the wind. Like, no, I hold my dick. And I sneeze, and I probably, like, grabbed it really hard. I don't know. Like, I'm sneezing, so I'm not thinking about pain other than, like, my, you know, it hurts my uh, chest, my stomach when I sneeze. But, yeah, I'm going to get it checked out. So um, We can update everyone. I'll let you know. <laughs> Next week. Like, I, I can tell you right now, you know, my piss is clear right now. Although, the, the doctor results, or they always make you go take some tests. I hate when you have to, like, get lab work done. So then you got to make another appointment. Then you got to make another appointment to go over your lab work, possibly. And it's just like... Yeah, this shit takes too long. Can't we just do this all in one trip? I mean, you could if you were at Kaiser. When I was at Kaiser, as soon as I walked out of that office, they sent me right to the lab down the hallway. And as soon as I finished with that, they sent me right back to my doctor. It was like, hey, you got blood clots. It's like, oh, shit. Then they sent me to the pharmacy. It was like, paid us $5 to get these pills. Or no, I'm sorry. That's when I got the needles. And they were uh, sticking me in the stomach. But like that, that's but Kaiser's a different kind of... Uh, operation though anyway so a lot of people dislike kaiser and that's fine i enjoyed it i like i just like the setup i went to my doctor and i was like hey doc my hip hurts here's some uh, muscle relaxers bad idea took one on the way home probably should have waited drove up the wrong side of the road 
I made it home safely, obviously. I'm not dead, but, you know, for, you know, future reference, don't take a muscle relaxer while you're driving. Because I was like, okay, I'm like 10 minutes from home. I should be able to make it. But there's a detour. So it turned to 20 minutes. Didn't account for that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That was my exciting news for the week. I pissed some blood. We'll have updates and <laughs> how it goes. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, it is funny, too. When you go to, sometimes when you make a doctor's appointment, then by the time you get to the doctor, you're fine. And then it's like, oh, now I don't know what happened because <laughs> everything's back to normal. Well, that and then um, also when I separated my rib, I went, well, I went to the patient first. They're like, ah, oh, you'll be all right. Just take two weeks off. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Needed a solid six. And even after six weeks, my rib was still fucked. Like, what's funny is, though, most people with broken ribs, bruised ribs, cracked ribs, any any kind of rib injury, um, you have a hard time sneezing, coughing, shit like that. Didn't have a problem with that. I couldn't laugh. And I kept getting the hiccups all of a sudden. And it hurt like a motherfucker. So, I don't know, man. But fuck those ribs. And, it, and my ribs still hurt every so often. If I bend a certain way, I can still feel it. And I'm like, mm-mm, turn back, turn back. It hurts. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, let's talk about this beer. Today's beer is actually brewed in D.C. That's why it tastes like swamp Which is kind of near Kalompton. It's called Atlas Brew Works. Well, that's the company. And this is called Blood Orange. I'm going to say it's called Goose I'm going to say Ghost. So this is a Goose is a type of beer. And it tends to be more sour, which I think you'll agree this has a sour taste to it. But not overly. I've had worse sour beers. So the smell was definitely worse than the taste. Um, My first thing drinking this would be that you get an orange peel taste kind of and then it's definitely sour but it's like you know what it reminds me of like a sour wine this almost tastes like wine to me that's sour like not a sweet wine maybe i don't know i don't really taste the wine i just drink the wine to get fucked up sour uh berries Um, possibly but it says it's a fruit ale brewed with Pink Himalayan salt. It's 4.4%. And it's a wheat ale mix slash goose. I could be saying that wrong. I think (laughs) ghosts. Well, what do you think of it? Um, I probably wouldn't drink another. I don't think it's terrible. I just, it's not for me. Yeah, I mean, they advertise it as a, which is kind of weird, pair with blue crabs, avocado toast, and day drinking. I don't know how many people out there are drinking with avocado toast. <laughs> I've never had avocado toast, but I think I would like it. <laughs> Fuck is avocado toast? I like, like avocado. Toast with avocado? Yeah, I guess so. Or guacamole, I don't know. Isn't it? I think that's like a stereotypical white person thing. Like, I guess. I don't know, man. I don't I don't judge white people I like don't, that. So. I've never had blue crabs. I don't oh. Know. They Which, come in colors? Yeah, see, we're from Maryland. Well, I mean, we live in Maryland. And neither of us know anything about crabs. Really. I've only eaten crabs <laughs> twice, and both I think times me too. I, I, I wasn't crazy about it. 
Yeah, I don't. One, it was a lot of work to pick a crab. I didn't like mm. that part at all. Yeah, I don't like that. busting open my food and Give ripping its rib cage off and like, oh, this is the food. Like, um, but I'd rather just eat a burger. Yeah, <laughs> fuck all that noise. Um, I would say I I could see this being good for day drinking because it's kind of light. Yeah, it's refreshing. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'd say it's sour. It, it's probably the better sour beer I've had, but I'm not a sour beer fan. Mm. Um, you want to give it a score? Six. I'm going to go six, two. And I think, no, I think I want to go five, eight. <laughs> five, eight, six, oh. Five, nine total. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. So there's that. I'm going to finish it out, but I'm not really. Yeah, it's like drinkable. Like, I, I, I like it. I'm a, I enjoy it, but I would never pick it. Yeah, <laughs> ever I, again. I definitely wouldn't pick it. I'm not, I'm still like a little hungover from fucking the. Yesterday I was just drinking wine. I was eating pizza, but I was drinking wine, mostly. Um, and then I felt weird because I think I could tell it wasn't that kind of party. <laughs> like I was the only one there that was getting fucking lit up. Everybody's eating the pizza. And it's like, oh, this, you know, it's homemade pizza. You know, everybody's like, oh, this, you know, good. You know, different types. Wait, what kind of party was this? Was, I, when you, One that you weren't invited to, yeah, bitch. Well, clearly. Um, <laughs> when you first started talking about it, I was thinking it was a kid's party. No, 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 no. So you had no. a homemade pizza party. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Nerd Rage crew. Okay. Um, you know, the, the wife shot us a message. was like, um... You know, we're going to do the homemade pizza. But they did this last year, just kind of family in-house, just them. It was like... So did, was there different varieties? Yeah, so they did a, a New York-style Chicago. They did... Um, a, so they made a pizza on the grill. Uh, there was a couple others, but by that point, I was so drunk, it didn't matter. <laughs> like, I had the Chicago. As much as I talk about Chicago, it was pretty good. It was all right. I, I mean, that's different. That's almost like a lasagna. Like it's heavy, yeah, but it's, I mean, it's definitely good. But it was good. I, I, I like had a hard time. Like just there was shit all over my hand. I was like, man, I, I'm definitely a child. And I look over my buddy's wife. She looked at me. She was like, no, it's not only you. I was like, all right. At least there's another adult here looking like a fucking five year old. And you know the kids didn't care for the Chicago, they, but the New York style, they're in on that. Because, you know, it it most resembled, like, pizza for them. I put a picture of it on the Nerd Rage um, radio Facebook. And all these cats start, like, just talking shit about it. And Sarah saw the comment. She got upset. Like, offended. Because she's like, it was good. And I didn't reply to anyone. One of the other guys did reply. I didn't reply because my replies were about to get ugly. There, no, because this one dude said uh, he said it looked like it tastes like something. I was like, it looked like it tastes like your fucking mom and sister. It's weird how people get sensitive about pizza. It's like you call it New York, and they're like, oh, that's not New York. Well, I didn't even, but I didn't mention. I just wrote uh, Nerd Rage Wine and Cheese Party, and you know, a couple of these guys started jumping in, like <clears throat> talking shitty. There's one dude in particular. He's always got something shit to say. And guess what? Oh, he's got his Facebook block now. But guess what, buddy? I'm, we're going to have an encounter. Because every so often, um, they'll do this uh, bigger party where we invite lots of people. Like, people from, you know, the groups on, on our Facebook and stuff. Um, in that group. I'm waiting for the day that dude shows up. 
Because I'm going to level his ass. Like, I'm beating the shit out of him on spot. Just because, nah, because he, he's that guy that wants to always, like, trolls on the internet, there's that comfort of being on the internet so they can talk all this shit. We made a Maryland nerd and collectors group, and when it was made, it was called, they, they basically said, we made this for accountability. Because if you're in Maryland, you're talking shit, there's a chance we could cross paths. So you're going to mind your P's and Q's. But the Nerd Rage group is broader. You know, for, for Skull Fest, like, we had people from England come to this party. You know, shit like that. You know, but, you know, Cody out there in England, he's a cool fucking dude. Like, really fucking cool. Wow, this shit tattoos all over. He's like, dude, you going to slow down? Nah. No. Maybe not, mate. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> like, you going to get the inside of your nostril tattooed as well? Maybe. Like, okay, that's wild. But, um, but nah, there's this one dude. I don't think this dude will ever even be invited to, to one of the uh, gatherings. But if I see him, like, on site. I'm, Is he trying to say, like, that wasn't real pizza? No, well, no, this dude in general just talks shit all the time about everything. But I can't remember what his comments were. Oh, he said it looked like it was made with, uh, made with hate. I was like, boy. <laughs> I'm gonna show you some hate. Like, I don't know. Sorry, I'm, I'm just emotional about well, that. Those kind of comments are like pointless. Like, really? Yeah. You're gonna diss someone that just made a homemade pizza? <laughs> yeah, not just that. It's like, so where's your homemade pizza? How, how's yours? Like, you know, this is homemade, like the dough and everything from scratch. It's like, where's yours at? Oh, you, oh, you know, Domino's. You ordered from Domino's. Mm, okay, bitch. <laughs> you know. So, but when people get on the internet, they talk a lot of shit because they're comfortable behind their little fucking bitch ass screens. I know I'm talking shit right here behind a microphone, but guess what? I'll hit you. I'll say it, I'll say it to you as well. Like I don't know. Fuck that guy. I don't think I'm gonna edit this out. I think I'm gonna keep it in there. <laughs> um, but By yeah. By the way, I like really thin crust pizza. I don't. I like all pizza, but I like that's the style. Like I have had tried pizza on the grill, and my dad. Was a good grill cook, but he tends to drink a little too much back then, <laughs> and he burned the hell out of it. So the the pizza so on the grill was a little wild for me. The cheese tasted good; it had like a smoke flavor, but yeah. he burned the bottom so bad it was not edible. All right, man, let's uh, jump to the jackass of the week. All right, my jackass of the week this week is Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, basically, he's not on a team, came out and was, like, whining. That basically, like, I'll never play for Andy Reid again, who's probably one of the best coaches in NFL history, offensive-minded guy. Um, for those that don't remember, Le'Veon sat out an entire season over thinking he should be paid way more. And unfortunately for him, he plays at a position that's not valued in the NFL in terms of money. Running backs, um, you could play a running back on their rookie deal, and they're probably going to get you the same amount of yard. I mean, there, there's not a huge variation in who's elite running back compared to an average running back, as there is with receiver, quarterback, any other position, really. Tackles, you have a salary cap. You can get by with an average running back on a lot of teams. You have good offensive line, good offensive system. But basically, he's my jackass of the week because he thinks he's bigger than he is. I mean, this dude now, he played for the Jets. He got his money and then averaged 3.4 yards a carry. Mm. It's not very good. I mean, it was a shitty team. 
but he blamed his whole failure on that team on the coach. He goes to Kansas City. He claims that Andy Reid promised him more playing time, blah, blah, blah. And then he came out with a statement that basically implied he'll never play for someone that is going to basically, like, trick him of, like, you know, they're promising him this, but they just really want to sit him on the bench, which makes no sense to me of, like, you think someone wants to go through the trouble of tricking you to sign with them so they could not play you. <laughs> um, so two things here. So the the one big glaring thing, you know, Andy Reid promised me playing time. Well, I mean, if you are good enough to play. I promise you if you were the best person to play, you would be playing. <laughs> exactly. So He was not trying to sign you and sit you on the bench and laugh at you. Yeah, uh, I mean, but it sounds quite comical. Um, and the second thing to that is, I went to Michigan State. <laughs> so, that's expected. Well, as of now, I don't believe any team has contacted him. Um, some teams have contacted Todd Gurley. That's what makes you feel think of, like, where's Le'Veon sitting in people's brain? Um, he was never, like, explosive. He's not fast. He was always called a patient runner, which really meant um, he was slow and followed his blocks. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. His numbers for Pittsburgh weren't even super insane crazy of, like, some of the really elite running backs. But running backs don't last in the NFL. Sorry. No. Him and David Johnson were the best two running backs, and then the next year they both sucked. <laughs> I mean, David Johnson, that was just oof. they both got well one got hurt one side out and then they came back never have been good and i mean david johnson got traded for deandre hopkins which might be one of the worst trades of all time but i mean that's also though the league kind of has you know goes in these weird phases where i mean you know and this is coming from terms of fantasy football when we're growing up doing fantasy football back in the early 2000s and stuff it's you had to go running back, running back. You had to, and that that was just the thing. It, there was enough running backs though, where it, you know if you're in a ten team league, everyone's getting two starting running backs, and most are going to get a third decent one off the bench. So you have your options. That's when the league wasn't so pass heavy. We weren't at a point where. <sighs> There are a lot of rules that were protecting quarterbacks, and then also, um, just you know, like the contact rules with the receivers were a little different. Um, and and football was still more smash mouth. Like get you a running back that's gonna run north south. Um, so football now, that's not that's not the thing anymore. I mean, when Herman Moore was with the Lions, he had the record for most receptions in the season with 123. Uh, a few short years later, that number went to 141 with Marvin Harrison, and then it just continued to go up. It's The game is way different now where the receivers are valued, quarterbacks are valued. Uh, your running backs, you know, if you're a dual threat where you can come out the backfield and, and catch like uh, Christian McCaffrey, because even with Christian McCaffrey, there are more games where he was getting 100 yards receiving yeah, yeah. He, he's, he was super elite when he was playing. Hopefully he comes back and can get back to where he was. Mm-hmm. I hate having players get hurt that are really good in their prime. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, if you're an NFL team, though, you have a salary cap, you could play running backs in the rookie deal, 
And there doesn't seem to be a huge difference between elite running backs and an okay running back. Whereas elite receivers are hard with world-class speed. They're worth more. Um, what's his name? Derrick Henry is maybe the only running back truly, truly ridiculous game changer. And I don't think he even makes that much money. Like, I want to say, I don't, I, we don't know anything. No, I mean. But I think he makes $9 million. <laughs> That. Seemed, that could be completely wrong. I, I thought he signed a new deal. Though. Yeah, and I, I think it was like nine million for one of the years. It was like that's wild, which is really high for a running back. That's wild. Like said, so that's what Le'Veon thinks he should get. And... Okay, relax, <laughs> relax, Le'Veon. But I mean, if you think of Derrick Henry, ran for two thousand yards. He runs over freaking people. There's no other back right now like him. I mean, they're yeah. just not valued. Yeah, that's that was going to be. Don't my be question. a running back if you want to make money. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was going to be my question, though, because I like I didn't do fantasy football this year. I really didn't pay attention to the NFL this year as much as I have in the past. So I don't even know. Well, it's, it's very different from. I mean, even Derrick Henry's two thousand. I think he got a bulk of that in like a few games. He had I, I, I did few see monster that. games. <laughs> um. So Derrick Henry, who would be the next running back that you know behind him? I mean, Christian McCaffrey was the number one going into the season. And again, it's because of his receiving yards. Yeah, I was going to say, but he's more of a receiving back, though. I'm just talking about, like, pure and runner. that seems to be the trend now, too, is just having these yeah. passing, catching, running backs with elite speed. I mean, Washington, where they have Antonio Gibson, I think he looks like he's going to be great. But they have three other backs that are just like him. Pretty much they're all the same, receiving running backs. And I mean, we don't have a power back. You know, that's always been kind of a crutch with Detroit is like they want to get back to the years of Barry. You know, they want to get a running back. And the thing is, just the way the game is, you're never going to get a a running back like that. I mean, even drafting a running back, I think uh, Minnesota, when they took uh, uh, Dalvin Cook, I remember Detroit could have got him. I remember thinking like, yo, get that kid. And they did. And he got hurt and, and still came back. Yeah, Dalvin would be elite for um, sure. He he might be better than even Christian McCaffrey as a running back. As as a pure runner, I would say yes. Um, I I think as an overall weapon, I would take Christian McCaffrey, uh, just because he can run, but you know there's a good chance you're going to get those receiving yards out of him. So, you know, if I'm doing fantasy football, Christian McCaffrey is still the guy I'm going for. Uh, and, and to be fair. When Le'Veon Bell was playing in Pittsburgh, he he caught out of the backfield a little bit too. So he was that, one of the basket best pass catching backs, and that's what made him special. Yeah, it's just he doesn't understand where he's at. If running backs aren't going to get paid that much, you're not. They they can replace you if someone for a million dollars a year. They're not going to be as good, but they're not going to be that big of a drop off. Oh, Bus chose you, punk bitch. I <laughs> but I mean. You're saying all this and blaming two coaches. You had two bad years now. I mean, well, you didn't play bad for Kansas City. You didn't play much. But, I mean, they chose rookie to play over you. <laughs> and yeah. I promise you if they felt you were better, you would have played. And Well, yeah. that that, that Well, that's exactly my point, though. It's like if you earn the opportunity to play, then, yeah, you're playing. And if, if people still thought you had it right now, there'd be a demand for you. I promise you the NFL, they want the best players playing. And if no one's calling you, that might be where you're at. <laughs> I mean, that's a you know, thing thinking, you know, as a Detroit Lions fan, 
It's like, all right, well, look, that's a team that they never really make a splash in free agency going after, you know, big name free agents. But it's like, look, if you got some talent, this is a team that's looking to turn things around and, and, you know, get some talent and they're not even calling you. Maybe you want to ask yourself some some other questions. People just are in denial. Like, uh, uh. I read RG3 where he was released by the Ravens. He's looking for an opportunity to start. No. There's no opportunity for you to start. I'm sorry. And he keeps posting his workout videos. He is the greatest workout quarterback ever. He must do a lot of CrossFit. <laughs> yes. He's he the best does. at working out. He, he's unbelievably strong and fit. That doesn't make you a good quarterback. He never showed he could read a defense. I mean, that's the thing, too. It's like when you get these players that just have this mindset, this entitlement mindset, it's like, son, you you realize, like, yes, you are in that, that low percentage of people who can play in the NFL, who have played in the NFL. It's not a huge number of people in the world that can do that. And not just do that, but was a star. You were a starter. Like, people know you. You were a game changer. That's very, very rare. But that doesn't last forever. I mean, you know, when we look back again on careers, yes, Tom Brady, he's 43, 42. He's in his 40s and still playing well. And how many others are there? I mean, we just had Drew Brees retire. Oh, yeah. Now it's the big changing with with Manning Brees gone. uh, Phillip Rivers finally gone. You got to go fucking make more babies. <laughs> yeah, now it's weird, too, is the young guys, they're expected to be super good. Like, people are already talking, like, is Kyle Kyler Murray really the guy? And I'm like, wow, you, you feel like he just came in the league. He, he playing, he's playing decent, but there's already talk of, like, uh, they don't win with him this year. They need to start looking elsewhere. <laughs> I just always feel like this, you know, it's a business. The, these teams, their business, the owners are billionaires, the players are commodities, you know. So there has to be that talk. There has to be that, that sense of urgency. Because remember, I mean, the Redskins were, were experts at this. is like stashing players, you know, for years and then, boom, pop out of nowhere and just run the table with, with these players. Like, holy shit, where have they been hiding these dudes? I mean, granted, the league isn't built that way where you can do that anymore. Yeah, no one develops quarterbacks anymore, really. But, you know, the league right now, it's like win now. We've got to win now. Whereas it used to be you can, again, stash a player, hang out, groom him, and then suddenly you've got a Super Bowl quarterback. Now they, they draft a quarterback, and, and they're expected to win the Super Bowl within the first three years of their career. And it's like, dude... They need to learn how to read the fucking defense first. Yeah, to me, I always felt like a quarterback, you need two or three years to see where they're even at. And yeah. now it's like, well, I was one of the few people that still believe in Haskins, and I could be completely wrong. You, you are. Very <laughs> Probably. Wrong. But, I mean, he, he got no chance. He came into a situation where his coach was coaching for his job and admitted that. He said he didn't want him. It wasn't because he didn't like him. It's because... He knew he would get fired if he was, had a bad record. And yeah. Starting a rookie quarterback on a bad team probably was going to result in a bad record. Um, he got coached by an offensive lineman <laughs> coach for a little bit and improved. And then he got Washington got a new coach with Rivera. 
that wasn't his guy. He probably didn't really want him all that much. It seemed like there's some kind of clash of culture. I mean, Rivera's an old school guy. The one thing embarrassing about Haskins, I mean, took a damn selfie in the middle of the game. That's the new generation, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he got no time to develop. It was basically like, nope, you're not the guy. And mm-hmm. maybe he's not, but he, he certainly wasn't given he, – he never had a coach work with him <laughs> that liked him and was like, yeah, you're not the guy now. And he, he's one of those quarterbacks that needs time. He played one year in college. Yeah, well, let's see. And then that's another thing, too. It's like you got these guys, it's like, you know, the flash in the pan. It's like, dude, look at this kid. They're good. And it's like, well, they're good right now, but – you know, you need to see more from this kid. I mean, RG3 was one of those guys. Um, you know, you got uh, Trevor Lawrence, who went number one. What, he play three uh, years? Yeah, they're expecting him to be, like, yeah. the highest-rated freaking quarterback to come out in forever. Yeah. And that is a lot of – he's on a bad team. In, With a rookie coach. Um, they yeah. have they have some definitely some good players, but yeah, a coach that's never coached he's never coached in NFL, right? Not that I recall. No, he's definitely a college uh, college coach. Which you know, there there are things that come There's with that. Different, yeah. I mean, they need time. And this day and age, if he wins one game and struggles a little bit, they're gonna start to question like, is this guy worth the number one pick? And it's like whoever they pick is probably gonna struggle. I mean, he. I mean, if he comes out. He does have Tim Tebow at tight end, maybe. <laughs> what comes with that, though, too, is our society with social media, you know, and, and these these pundit shows with Stephen S. Smith. You know, fuck that dude. I hate him so much. I want to punch him in his face. I hope he hears this. Because I know he can't beat me. Have you seen him punch? Yeah. Did you not see those? <laughs> Are you sure you could take those? Oh, my God. The dick punch? Maybe not, but I got a cup, so... Try me if you want. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not scared. I was I was pissing blood the other day, so I'm pretty sure I'll be all right if he punches me in the dick. Like, what more can he do to it? I like how he rocks that straight line, though, in his hair. It, it might get further and further, but it... <laughs> hey, yo, he's committed. He's got a, he's got a tight hairline. Yo, he's committed to that shit. He is not letting go. Yo, um, I hope it gets back to, like, the back of his head. He still rocks it. Yeah, but, like, you got shows like, like that that... You know, this is what they're all talking about. It's like, well, you know, somebody has a bad game. It's like, oh, my God. Like, is this the end? It's like, it was a bad game. You know? And then they come back, and then suddenly they're a hero again. The year, uh, what's his name from Buffalo? I'm blanking on his name. Uh, terrible. Great Which, quarterback. The quarterback for Buffalo right now. I don't know. I, I, I know the young guy. He's good. I just don't know his name. Josh something. Josh why are we, this is terrible. We gotta edit this out. No, we got to. We just don't know who what the fuck the hell it is. is Go ahead, fine, fine. I got to. <laughs> like, it's gonna be so obvious. Use the fucking phone. Like, well, I brought the iPad down here for that, and I was like, I hate like typing and trying to look shit up while recording, just because. Josh Allen. Josh, yes, that's oh, it. Josh shit. Allen. That year, though, remember there was like five quarterbacks that came out. I'm pretty sure he had like, well, besides the dude from Arizona, Josh Rosen. Yeah, Josh. Josh he was Rosen. terrible. Um, yeah, but and he was picked higher, I believe. But Josh mm-hmm. Allen, I think he looked the worst that first year. Yeah, um, he had like terrible accuracy, I believe, and like terrible numbers. And then he's now looking like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So it's like, yeah, they he, stuck with him. He's a world beater right now. He he's going to be the guy that I you know Buffalo they won the division last year, yeah. and I think Buffalo looks good. 
I, I think they'll repeat. The New England, I mean, again, with those those players oh, yeah. coming back. New England I might think shock people. They'll jump in there and, and, you know, put up some games. And Miami, you know, they're they're steadily improving. And then they're the Jets. You know, the Jets, you know. The Jets are going to Jets. The Jets uh, are in a terrible spot. When you're that bad, it takes years to get. I mean, you need so many players. Trust me, son. I, I cheered for an 0-16 team. I know. <laughs> I know that that uphill climb, it's rough. And the, the, I mean, I like, I like how the NFL does have the draft rules of, you know, it, I mean, it sucks of like the NBA, for example, you can't tank necessarily, and, yeah. but tanking sucks. And I feel like the NFL, there's never been anyone super obvious tank. <laughs> well, the thing is though, too, like, I don't know, whenever I see a team tank, it's like, go ahead. You, like, yes, you're going to get that pick. That's still a gamble. Is it going to work out of me? Look at uh, Jamarcus Russell. Oh, yeah. You I mean, know? Look at many times Cleveland drafted a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, look at uh, Tim Couch. <laughs> you know? You know, uh, who Ryan Leaf with the, you know, the Chargers. And I'm not saying these teams tank, but I'm saying, like, you know, when you take a quarterback high, I mean, Detroit with Joey Harrington. You know, you take a quarterback high, you're, you're risking a lot because – you know, I wonder the percentages, but I bet it's no better than fifty-fifty. It's gotta be worse than for that. For what? Uh, that uh, you take a quarterback early, like when the first ten picks, and they actually work out. <laughs> uh, let's let's like, think about it. RG three the... had one, one successful year, but what they gave up for him, I would count that as a big failure. Let's say uh, the last ten years, if we can think of just off top quarterbacks in the top 10 taken well cleveland had a bunch oh well, i don't know if they're all i don't the think they were 10. taking quarterbacks yeah. like yeah they were taking they quarterbacks took freaking whedon they took whedon like but that that was that was early 2000s i think it was a maybe a first rounder but it was like a late i don't think that was an early pick no but they took manzel yeah they took me well that was at the end of the first they traded up to get him it was like tw- it was like late first round so they traded up to get brady him. quinn yeah they took i Feel like he was he wasn't top ten, but he was still kind of early ish, like first round. I actually thought he was going to be good. So did I. <laughs> like I, I thought so as well. But then I remember uh, what's his name? Never no, mind. No, yeah, right. he's going to be good. Um, Josh Rosen definitely. So you know this is all. Uh, so Josh Rosen went to Arizona. Um, uh, who's another quarterback in the last 10 years that was top 10? Um, Kyler Murray. He, he was uh, number one, wasn't he? Yep. Um, Which Lamar was taken almost at the end. Yeah. And he turned out to be, again, one of the better ones. Yeah. I mean, RG3, as we've talked about the last 10 years, he was, what, number two? He was or? number two, and they traded three number one picks to get him. Mm. Value. <laughs> he had that one. He was a rookie of the year, um, and then I mean he was horrendous. Uh, I I liked him so much that I kept like did, you know being blinded to how bad he was. But I mean the Giants took uh, Daniel Daniel Jones, which basically most people are saying this is his last year to like prove like, which I think he was decent. I mean yeah, they get he was nothing. Decent. He had no Saquon Barkley, which was by far their best offensive player. Yeah, they. Got rid of Odell Beckham. He it, did well enough with what he had. So I think they drafted a receiver this year. But I think if he maybe looked really bad this year, they could so, potentially like start to question him. Um, 
But I mean, I think that's the thing, though. You got to question what's around him, though, too. Haskins was technically taken decently early in the first round. I think it was like top ten. No, fifteen. Let's let's focus on the top ten. Um, here we are back to googling again. We need a producer that puts it on the screen like Joe. No, I mean it's more fun just to kind of guess at the numbers. That's what sparks the conversation. Um, because we're not going to get it all right. We don't got to get it all right. Because ultimately, we're going to veer off to another topic in a minute. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of fights to talk about. Um, but basically, you know, the, out of those quarterbacks taken in the top 10 in the last 10 years, I mean, the, not a lot of them. Andrew Luck was a, such a big deal when he came out. and he, I mean, yeah. for the most part, he, he was he good. Was. He just got it, left the league quite yeah. early. I mean, you know, factoring things in like that, you know, we, we get that too. That uh, was the year with RG3. He was number yeah, one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but over the this 10-year run of, you know, top 10 quarterbacks being drafted, or quarterbacks being drafted in the top 10, it's like... Oh, last year was good, though. Herbert looks the truth. Yeah, Herbert looks really good. Uh, like, Sam Darnold does not look good. Uh, yeah, no, he does not. <laughs> but he was on the Jets. Yeah. He had mono. <laughs> I don't know that that's really completely him though, because again, he was on the Jets and the Jets weren't doing shit to help him. That's what I mean. I feel like he could potentially be a sleeper. Did he go to Carolina? I don't know. I, I'm, I didn't pay attention to anything because I'm not doing fantasy again next year. So they got I don't rid know. of him from the Jets, and I, I believe it's Carolina. Well, I mean. Oh, well. They got Winston playing for the Saints might actually be a little surprising. I didn't get his eyes working. Yeah, so, you know, right. he'll probably only throw like 20 interceptions. Yo, he is the reason that I didn't go undefeated um, in my league because I started him over Stafford. He threw a pick six and I lost by three. Oh, because you're, well, you have the pick six rule where you got a little yeah. less points for it. Yeah. He, he was a great fantasy quarterback, though, because that dude put up. Monster numbers. Mm-hmm. You're throwing for 300 yards <laughs> like crazy, and then seven interceptions, <laughs> but five touchdowns. Yeah. So, and, and, and within those seven interceptions, probably two he pick made sixes. Those games exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he. I, I bet you he has. You're a down 28. You're still in the game with he, him. He you're up a, 28. You didn't win the game yet. <laughs> he, he he's got a gambling problem. He, he was doing. He was throwing that shit on purpose. It was like talk about. I need LASIK. <laughs> I can't see. Like nah, motherfucker. You like you you got a bookie that you owe money to, bitch. If that vision problem corrected him, that would be unbelievably amazing. He'd be the best quarterback in the league. But um, so yeah. But either way it goes, that, that's the league is just completely different, and what what's valued is, is not Le'Veon Bell for sure. You're, you're Get your fucking shit together and fucking go. You got to be happy to be make a roster at this point. Yeah. Prove yourself. Maybe you'll make some money, but mm, well, you set out in the prime of your career. And you went to Michigan State. So so anyone that went to Ohio State, Michigan State, and Notre Dame, suck. Go blue. Um. All right. So um, I didn't watch any movies this week. I, well, I did. I did. I don't know if I talked about uh, uh, Cruella before. Don't think so. I did watch that last week. I actually watched. I watched that movie so many times, dude. I loved it. it it's. I, I just love the vibe too. It's got a seventies like 
fucking grungy punk rock feel to it. That goddamn movie was so good. That, that, I clearly do not know what this is about at all. It's when I heard the name, I don't no, even want to no. say what I'm thinking this is about. Mm, well, I thought ahead. it was a Disney movie. No, it it oh. is. It is for sure a Disney movie. It's on Disney Plus. It's about Cru- uh, Cruella Deville from 101 Dalmatians. Okay. Um, but that movie's really fucking but good. It's, they made it into a real life. So yes, it's a live action. Well, they did live action before with Glenn Close as Cruella, like years ago when we were probably kids. But um, but it's basically kind of an origin story where. You get this background. So I've heard people complain about it because they're like, well, I don't like when you take a villain and make them a victim. I don't think it's so much making her a victim as much as it's letting you see where she's coming from. Like when Rob Zombie did Halloween and they're like, oh, well, they're making you sympathize with Michael Myers because he came from a really shitty home. It's like, well, no, it's letting you see that he came from really like a really shitty background. And that's what pushed him to where he became a fucking serial killer. Um, it's not sympathizing with it. It's, it's given kind of a, a base to know now, like, oh. And, you know, the original, it's okay to have just a crazy person. That That's just as terrifying. But um, with, with Cruella, Emma Stone plays uh, Cruella DeVille. And I'm not one for saying, you know, oh, you know, you know, someone's doing a great job as an actress. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Just entertain me. But... I was fucking entertained by, by everyone in the movie. Uh, Emma Thompson, who played uh, the Baroness, uh, that you know, th- that movie was so goddamn good. And like, it, it's with movie theaters and COVID and all that shit. You can buy the movie for thirty bucks, you know, which a lot of people are like, I don't like that. I love it because first off, I hate fucking going to the movies. Well, if you yeah, if you're going with a significant other, I mean, that's almost the price there. And you only get to watch it once. And you still got to buy food. And you can't pause it when you go to fucking piss. Yeah, if you're getting popcorn and soda, then you're making out buying the movie and watching it at home. Yeah. So I paid 30 bucks to get it. And Sarah didn't even want to do it at first. But I was looking. I was like, I like the look. I like this look. Let me go ahead. I, I hit buy. Sophie loves it. Which is, you know, for a fucking oh, damn, five-year-old. That's a win-win. You got yeah. a five-year-old. When, when we were driving home last night from uh, Newmarket, I gave her my phone. She was like, Dad, can I watch Cruella? I was like, fucking right you can, kid. Um, but basically, you know, without spoiling anything about it, you see her as a little kid briefly. And, um, you know, the, the story mostly takes place with uh, Emma Stone playing Cruella DeVille as someone in maybe, I want to say, early 20s. And kind of her rise to prominence in the fashion world. And there's this one scene where, um, I'm going to spoil this part, and I don't think it might have been in the trailers, but like she drops a match. She's wearing a white gown, she drops a match, and the flames come up and it turns the dress red. And this shit, like, I love that scene every time I'm seeing it. And I'm like, dude, like today when we were watching it, I ran upstairs to do something. I come running back. I was like, did I, did I miss the uh, the big reveal on the dress? She was like, so I was like, no. I was like, ooh. And I sit down, and she comes walking into the ball. Um, then there's this um, other scene later on with, like, um, this punk rock music after she ruined another party by the Baroness. And she's, like, they're over in a club across the street. And just the music to that just just felt right. The, the soundtrack for the movie was fucking great so yeah that's a big thing with movies is you get the sound right it adds a lot to the movie 
dude, I'm telling you, like, like you ever get the chance, check it out. Like, just that feel. You made like, it sound much more interesting than I would have originally anticipated. So I had no interest in it until I saw a trailer. Because the original trailer I saw, and they never say it in the movie. I think it was just a voiceover. But it was like, I don't want you to think this movie's about, you know, oh, poor me, blah, blah, blah. No. It's nothing like that. I'm just crazy. <laughs> it was like, I'm in. Just, like, sign me up. I want to see that. I like crazy women. Um, So I didn't watch a movie. Well, I mean, I watched that. A couple weeks ago, probably I've watched it. I want to say eight times at least. So that's the beauty of paying thirty bucks for it. I'm getting my fucking money's worth. And when Black Widow comes out on the ninth of July, I'm buying that too. And I'm probably gonna watch it twice. <laughs> um, but I'll still get my money's worth because if I went to the theater, I would have paid thirty bucks and watched it once. But um, but most of what I've been watching this week has been fights. I've just. It's been fights, fights, fights galore, which is why I've been posting fight shit all over the Instagram. Because it's like, I've been watching fights. And I want to talk about fights. Uh, so the UFC 263 card, which is actually on in the background. That was a, a, a pretty decent card. Um, it was a fun card. Um, I'm not going to harp on it too much. Other than, uh, you know, there's a new 125-pound champion. And I love the sportsmanship after he won. The former champ you know, came over and hugged him. And then when they announced him as the winner, he lifted him up, you know, like, you know, congratulating him. I love sportsmanship like that. I, you know, everybody gets wrapped up in all the, the trash talk with Connor, Nate, um, everyone. And what I love is a, a cat like Khabib, a cat like the new flyweight champion, um, Brandon Moreno. You know, I love those stories where, you know, there's just great sportsmanship to it. You want, you're not out there talking shit. You know, in the main event, you got Israel um, Adesanya. He he can back it up, but he talks a lot of shit. And at first, it was like, okay, this guy is a character. Now, it's like, I'm over it. Like, you did it before, I'm done. I don't want to hear it anymore. Just fucking get out there and fucking fight. Um, he went up to 205. He he lost, which he he was very fast at that, you know, fighting another champ. He was much faster. But then the champ, the 205 champ, was like, fuck this, I'm bigger than you. Grabbed him, took him to the ground, and just rode it out. So, you know, he and he was humble in defeat, so good for him. But um, but otherwise, just this good sportsmanship in the co-main event was amazing. Uh, some poor refereeing in the first fight on the main card. Um, uh, Jamal Hill, his arm got broken. He was yeah, that was pretty bad. Clearly trying to tap. I didn't see it live. You showed me the clip and uh, saw it on here a few minutes ago. And it's like, I mean, it looked like both of them are trying to tell the Raphael, like, my arm, his arm's broke. Stopped the fight then. So he took about, what, 10 elbows to the head waiting yeah. for him to call it? <laughs> yeah. It, it, what's, what was creepy about it, though, is like his arm broke. His expression didn't change. Nothing. He was just... Just chill. Yeah, I wonder if he had, I mean, you have that adrenaline rush where the pain doesn't necessarily set in. But, I mean, he looked like a little bit in shock, too, where he looked like he was trying to tap out but wasn't really tapping out. I think once the ref, like, just kind of bypassed his tap, he was like, well, fuck it, I'm here. <laughs> just keep fighting. He's like, such is life. The arm's broken. Um, so that was kind of shitty. Uh, the second fight on the car was Damian Maya, which I'm always a fan of him because of jiu-jitsu. He, he needs to wrap it up. He's 43. He ain't getting nowhere near a title shot. I think this was his last fight on his contract anyway. So, they, I did see Chell Sonnen 
put um, something up for his jiu-jitsu um, thing called Submission Underground. I think he wants to have Damian Maya. Um, he's looking for an opponent for Damian Maya. So I'm always interested in seeing Damian Maya grapple. He's an amazing uh, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. You know, we get to the Nate Diaz, Leon Edwards fight. Somehow, some way, it was a five-rounder. It wasn't a main event fight. It wasn't a title fight. But it went five rounds. And Leon was winning for 24 of the 25 minutes of that fight. But Nate caught him in the last minute with um, with the left. And you can't count him out. He, I mean, Leon Edwards survived. And, and ultimately won the decision, but you can't count you can't count Nate Diaz. You can't count anyone out, but especially Nate. And then we got to the co-main event, the flyweight title. That was fun. Again, great sportsmanship. And then the main event, which is starting here in the background. Um Israel Adesanya versus Marvin uh Vittori. Uh well only thing that would have been cool is if Marvin would have won, it would have been two uh first on this card where brandon marino is the first mexican-born ufc champion and if marvin would have won which he didn't spoiler alert <laughs> um he would have been the first italian-born ufc champion so but he got pieced up and then he believed he won like it wasn't even remotely close but he's like arguing like i was robbed i was like no you were beat <laughs> <laughs> like you were not robbed did the izzy hit you in the face that much that you are dumb but <laughs> um but you know that card being what it is the the big fight for me this week was uh just with all the celebrity boxing going on uh it was interesting to see women's boxer women's uh three division champ clarissa shields make her uh mma debut and she's from flint michigan Still ain't got good water out there. Yeah, I was going to say, shout out good water. Um, <laughs> just making all that money and, and helping that water. Uh, fucking, uh, what's his name? Ingram. Mark Ingram. He's from Flint, too. Punk bitch. <laughs> Fix some water. The uh, running back? Yeah. He's from Flint. Um, bitch, fix the water. <laughs> That's all. Y'all got the money. You can well, pay for it. Well, we just somehow running backs don't get their money. <laughs> nah, he, he got enough money to fix that I, water. I think, I think he might have been released. Not sure. With the Ravens, probably. Okay. Just fix the water, bitch. Um, but either way, so Clarissa went out there, made her debut in uh, the professional fight league, the PFL on ESPN. And I know there's big talks about her fighting Kayla Harrison, who's uh, their 145 champ. Uh, one, no, 155 champ. And, nah, Kayla would have fucking eaten that girl alive. Like, if it was like straight stand-up, Nah, Clarissa would have killed her. But if it's a fight, and this is always kind of that that talk is like, people are like, you know, well, boxers, you know, will kill an MMA fighter. Yeah, in a boxing match, it'll fuck all of them up, easy. But when it's a fight, because the girl that she fought has <laughs> minimum striking, minimum. But she dragged Clarissa to the ground and fucking rode her out. For at least the first two rounds, and Clarissa is smart though. She she's a quick learner because the first round she got taken down, didn't really have much to offer. She survived. The second round, when um Brittany Elkin went for the takedown, Clarissa sprawled and she sprawled hard, like 
Yeah, like I jumped up and started clapping loud. Like I was like, shit, I might have just woke my kid up. Um, I was like, yeah, good, good. You know, you know, I'm clapping, I'm excited. But when you sprawl, you got to have your feet flat on the on the canvas, so that way they they slide. Instead, she had her toes pressed on the canvas. So now you you cause a base and you stop, and then Brittany pushed her up, and then you know got her back down onto her back, and then proceeded to do what we teach the five-year-olds to do when you get somebody down, grapevines and airplane hands. So she used a five-year-old move on a grown-ass woman. <laughs> Third round gets around. Business as usual. She shoots. Clarissa sprawls. But then she she remembered. Mm-mm. You got to flatten those feet out. Clarissa got her to the ground and beat the shit out of her. She was like, her corner's like, let her up, let her up. Because, you know, you're still on the ground. There's still a, a shot that you can make something happen. And she was like, fuck no. <laughs> I ain't letting her up. I got her right here. I'm hitting her in her face. I'm going to keep hitting her until the ref stops this fight. Um, but I was excited to see that fight. But it also kind of showed that point again of when people talk about boxers being the better fighters. Like, yes, they're the better stand-up fighter. They're the better boxer. But when you start adding in X factors like leg kicks and grappling... It's a whole different world. It's a whole different game. Um, and I, I would love to see, you know, more boxers. The thing is, just the money's not there. The only reason to go over there is really for the ideal of challenging yourself. If you're in it for the money, fuck that. If you're in it for the challenge, sure. Because, um, you know, the Paul brothers, as they run their mouths... It's like, okay, you're, you're fighting MMA fighters and boxing matches. And these guys, as much as they want to say that they, they can stand up and strike with you, they cannot. Like, ty- when when that Tyron Woodley fight happens, yeah, I'm expecting him to get knocked out. If not knocked out, he's going to get dominated. He's going to get controlled the entire time. I don't see Tyron Woodley knocking out whichever one of the Paul brothers he's fighting. Jake, Logan. Jake, the younger one. But the yeah, younger? at least this will be the better of the matchups probably. In terms of seeing a fight, I mean, Maybe. I think Mayweather, to be honest, probably made it look like a better fight than it was. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I but, also think they're probably secretly friends and laughing about this afterwards. Yeah. Like, yo, we just made a shitload of money. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. I do think, though, I think they gave it... They both... It wasn't like it was fixed. Like, I no, no, they no, no, no. They, they were going. That was one thing I thought about, too. You know, when you look at that first round as it was ending... And, um, you know, he, he started rushing Floyd and just flail, like flail on all these shots. Oh, he got pumped. He thought he was, he had a chance there and, and he got, sl- that was the sloppiest he got. Cause he yeah. looks like a boxer in other mm-hmm. parts. But I mean, when he start, those are like those McGregor slaps. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny. Like thinking about that. And then, um, I was watching, uh, a fight on uh, UFC Fight Pass the other night and just looking at, I can't remember who it was, but they're just picking their shots. They're just calculating those shots. And it's like, yeah, that's how you fight. You pick your shots. You know, just like, all right, just start flailing. It's like, okay, so you can gas out. It's the first one. If it was the very last round, it's like, just go for broke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what he looked like he was doing. I think he just thought he was landing something got a little too pumped up but it was pretty amazing that he had cardio to finish the fight after doing that in the first round that's true that is true because that man definitely punched himself out in the first round they people underestimate how tiring that is people don't understand i've always heard that from anyone who's boxed of like 
boxing is insane cardio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, to go twelve rounds. I mean, what they do? Eight rounds. Eight. Yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> it, it is very bizarre just seeing someone like, like, like that kid. You know, just go and and make it all eight rounds, and he didn't look. You know, he looked like he'd been in a fight, but he didn't look like exhausted. Like, oh, he was pumped afterwards and jumping up and down. I mean, I would be pumped if I was him too. He made he a like, whole lot of money. I got and then twenty million dollars. He, he survived. He didn't get that hurt. Oh. Yeah, I mean. I don't it know. was versus one of the greatest boxers, if not the greatest boxer of all time. Um, we were trying to have that discussion last night at the at the pizza party, but I was too drunk to talk. <laughs> like, because someone's like Floyd is the greatest boxer ever, and I was like, and I was like, arguably, he he's definitely yeah. the greatest defensive boxer. And then I just started career, slurring. <laughs> he he went undefeated, so you can't knock that. But, no, no, but and then certain things happen with other f- fighters. I mean, in my personal opinion, Tyson's better. In his prime, but Tyson had a little stretch where he didn't look so good. Um, I think that that was always kind of one of the things that was said about Tyson, though, too, is like when he was going through everyone, he wasn't, people were beating themselves before they got in there with him. So he didn't really get that adversity until he got in there with Buster Douglas, who, when he hit Tyson, like Tyson was like, holy shit. Like, you know, how do I recover from this? Because I've never been here before. Yeah, and I mean, he didn't take that fight serious because he was dominating everyone. I think yeah. that was when he his trainer was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he definitely got cocky, and I mean, he was living a friggin' he was living it up during yeah, that time. Yeah, had tigers on his front lawn, <laughs> just chilling, rolling around with tigers. The most underrated, though, to me too, of that could arguably be better than Floyd, even though he lost his Pacquiao. If Pacquiao won friggin' eight different division titles, 12 different belts, and fought the very best fighter he could every single time. He got robbed a few times for sure. I know we witnessed a few together. Yeah, that that, that Tim Um, Bradley fight. Oh, my Lord. And the the Mayweather fight, he had an immediate shoulder. shoulder. I can never say shoulder, by the way. You just said it. I I think I said shoulder first. Yeah, you did. Shoulder surgery the next day, which people, they don't make a big deal of it because of how much money was gambled on that fight. And Pacquiao... In normal circumstances, wouldn't have they that fight would have been postponed. He needed shoulder sh- shoulder surgery. So I feel like <laughs> so this kind of goes back a little bit to the talk before when we were talking about the UFC and in the pay, but UFC being a like a company like you fight in the UFC, like that's it. Whereas with boxing, so I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is like if. Let's say we're looking at Melvin or uh, Marvin uh, Vittori versus Israel Adesanya, and Marvin has an injury. He's going to get shoulder surgery right after this fight, and he lost a close fight. That's going to be more talked about because it's under an umbrella where we know, oh, well, we know we can make an immediate rematch happen here. Whereas with boxing, it's like Pacquiao got the surgery. Yeah, there are a lot of other circumstances, like, yeah, all the gambling that went along with it. But because it's not, like, under umbrella where it's like, okay, we're going to make this happen immediately. It, it took so much to make the first one happen. Yeah, that's why he wasn't about to back down. I don't think he would should have been in that fight, but there's no way. he's He made $100 million for that fight. So it took so long for it to happen, and he's not going to make a big deal of why he lost because then all that's when all the gambling would come in. Like, yeah, yeah. I was hurt before. There, there was some controversy. Of like, was he hurt before the fight? He was hurt before the fight, but he can't say that. He's not going to go out of his way to be like, "Yeah, I was hurt before the fight." Then, because then, 
there's going to be all the people, pay, even the pay-per-view people will throw a fit of like, well, you're not supposed to be compromised before a fight. <laughs> well, like when Anderson Silva fought Chell Sonnen um, 10 years ago, actually 11 years ago, um, he had a broken rib. And it, it was weird because you, you've seen Anderson dominating everyone. He gets in there with this dude who's just taking him to the ground and mauling him the entire fucking, like, 24 minutes. And he lost in the last minute on a, a Hail Mary triangle choke. And it turns out afterward, and it was like, yeah, I had a broken rib the entire time. I had a broken rib in training. And I went to this fight with a broken rib. And it's like, you know, why didn't it get brought up before? Because the fight would have been canceled. You know, betting odds change. Uh, and then also then there's the built-in excuse. And, you know, any real fighter doesn't want a built-in excuse. I mean, uh, Gordon Ryan, which, you know, this name falls, you know, foreign to everyone's ear probably that's listened to this. But he's arguably the greatest Brazilian jiu-jitsu player in the game, period, ever, um, arguably. He's got a stomach condition that he's been fighting for the last three years. And he's only 25, and he's just going out there smashing dudes on the mat. And he doesn't, you know, it just came out about the stomach stuff. And it was like he doesn't talk about it because it's an excuse. He doesn't want any excuses. And I think it's more impressive that he's going out there beating top flight black belts with this condition and just not even bringing it up. And now that I think he's somewhat retired because he's like, look, I'm useless to do this shit. I can't do nothing. But um, injuries, mishaps, whatever it may be. Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, yeah. Pacquiao lost the fight to Mayweather for sure. Um, it just a little bit of part of me is just like how little punches he threw that punch when he's an offensive fighter. I wish they could have fought in their prime. Oh, yeah. would have been. It would have probably been one of the greatest events of all time had they did the fight five years earlier. <laughs> Imagine the pay-per-view numbers on that. Would have yeah. been absurd. I, mean, I, I just feel like... But Pacquiao's still fighting, by the way, and still yeah. for belts, um, <laughs> which is crazy. He might win some more. <laughs> I just feel like with boxing, you know, I, I, I like combat sports, period. Boxing, sambo, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, MMA, period. I just think it's always, there's something to it that's just wonderful. But I also think with boxing, it's like, look, man, I don't know. It, it, like, it gets confusing to me because the reason I don't care as much is just because there's so many different governing bodies and, you know, all this. It's like, well, who can fight who? And and the thing is, in MMA, that's an issue too, though, because Fedor, who was arguably one of the greatest heavyweight fighters in, in MMA history, never got to come to the UFC to fight those guys. Yeah, it's weird because there's UFC for mixed martial arts, and it's almost like a brand. It's the, yeah. And boxing, there's there's like four different belts per weight class, and really two of them are legit, legit. The other two, it's like you have a belt, but yeah. no one really cares as much. But, I mean, you get a brag, you got your belt. I mean, you're yeah. still world champion. You're champion. But, and then it's really weird. Is You're not fighting other people from that company. I don't even understand it. You're just... You just make a fight with wherever. <laughs> yeah, I've never understood. There's no division. I mean, no league or Bellator versus UFC or and boxing is just whatever you are. 
and the thing is with the UFC, especially early on, it was people like, oh, you know, he trains UFC. Well, he can't train UFC. He yeah, train a lot MMA. of people call him at UFC. <laughs> um, he does UFC. Or, you know, like I've gotten into it with people on Facebook about that, where it's like, you know, this, this UFC fighter did this. And it's like, well, he's not a UFC fighter. <laughs> he's an MMA fighter. Uh, yeah, well, whatever. Same thing. But no, actually, it's not. Not at all. Like, not if you fight for the LFA. <laughs> like, that's, that's definitely lower tier. It's professional, but lower tier. Uh, Shogun fights, you know, out in Baltimore, lower tier. Professional, but lower tier. Not the same thing as UFC. Yeah, you were telling me too, like Bellator, some of them, they're making more money. But Bellator, I would say, is seen, like UFC is seen as the top. Yeah, but Bellator, well, because Bellator fighters can have sponsors. But I think they are getting uh, contractually more money. I'm not sure how that works. But... You know, you could definitely have sponsors over in Bellator. Uh, UFC, they have a new uniform deal with Venom, uh, Venom Apparel. Too bad you can't have a league in fighting. That would be awesome. Well, they used to. Like like where there's the NBA, the NFL. Like if there was some kind of either a boxing or a mixed martial arts. They had an IFL. governed. That would be awesome. At uh, the <laughs> IFL, well, so I, I guess the IFL, when I'm thinking league, the IFL was uh, the International Fight League. They had teams. Like, you're part of the Sharks. That <laughs> you know, could shit. be interesting if they had, like, a, I don't know, like a five-on-five team tournament, and then each person had a part. So they have a jiu-jitsu. And you had a draft. They have awesome. a, a jiu-jitsu <laughs> uh, competition called Quintet. So, and, so uh, UFC... So you'll have five fighters that are UFC fighters. Um, then you'll have WEC. So you have five fighters who used who, who used to fight for the former World uh, Elite or World Extreme Championship. Or maybe it was Elite. I can't remember. WEC. Um, then you'll have the Pride team, which are guys who fought for Pride before it was bought by UFC. And then there was one other team, I think. Um, UFC, WEC. Pride, and then there was one other. And what you'll do is it's a five on five, like you know, you have one on one for X amount of time. If you get a submission, cool, that guy's out, you stay in, kind of king of the hill style. Now, if it goes to the time expiration, you both go out. But like, I and I like that, I was like, it's fun, it still comes on a UFC fight pass, I watch it. You know, grappling. Yeah, so. UFC did like a really special event where they did like some kind of draft system for a special event. <laughs> so it was rumored that they were going to try to get into the boxing game and have like UFC boxing. And I was like, eh, that could be interesting. Honestly, just stick with what you know. Just yeah, leave it, it it'll never it happen to having like some kind of uniform league, but it would be awesome if they did. And like, just say like Bellator became the. G League, <laughs> like, where that would be interesting, and when you make it up, you're now in the NBA or the UFC, you know? I mean, Bellator, you know, I think one uh, championship out in Asia is actually bigger than both. Like, UFC is more recognized, but one, as far as, like, as a worldwide thing, is more recognized, like, because of Asia. It's Asian um, audience. Does Bellator count? Because I think I've seen in mixed martial arts, their professional record would be either one. hmm Yeah. So, yeah, if you lose in Bellator, then now you sign a contract with the UFC, 
Yeah, if you, you know, you're 15 and 1. they have UFC record, then you're... So, yeah, they'll have... Mixed martial arts professional record. Correct. Because um, Michael Chandler, who just lost, he came from Bellator. I think he's so 15 would, and 4. Would your professional record be anything you get paid for? Or does it got to be at least at a certain level of, like, Bellator? Or would, like, one of those real so low ones LFA, count? LFA counts. Uh, C, CFFC counts. Shogun fights, those count because they're professional leagues. So um, your, your amateur record doesn't count. So if you fought for like when we're in Delaware at the fairgrounds, that doesn't count. Now, they do have professional fights, quote, unquote, out there. But I don't and, and they would count towards the record, but it, it gets a little squirrely. But that's typically amateur out there. And that would not count. So when um, Huggy was out there. Uh, Merkin dudes, it you know accounted for his amateur record, but it didn't matter as far as did he get paid for that? So that's why I was wondering what um, makes it so amateur. He amateur. did not get paid, but I, I believe he got paid for some other fights later on. So I, I'm not yeah I'm not sure you know where that line gets drawn as to what makes them professional, what makes them amateur. I should probably do better research one day. Yeah, definitely that. So, um, all right. But uh, either way it goes, it's it's all goofy. All right. Um, (laughs) Everything's goofy. Um, But got anything in closing? Just um, follow us on all our social medias. Instagram, Calompton Social Club. Look, I didn't have it written down. I remembered that on my own. I'm proud of you. Step forward. And I left the light on every time upstairs. I heard your other podcast <laughs> talking about that. Hey. I'm I'm improving. Barely. Um what other accounts? Well, you set up the podcast. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're on Instagram, Calompton Social Club. Um, we're trying to get, you know, some other things rolling with uh, the YouTube, Facebook. Uh, what's the TikTok under? So, Calompton Social Club. So, uh, we're toying with TikTok. Steve's toying with TikTok. I'm not toying with TikTok. I don't know what the fuck to do there. But um, but it, it's available. Things are coming. You know. Oh, the new Instagram, Thor Bentley. Oh, yeah. Go to his new Instagram, uh, Thor Bentley. I was going to say go to Steve's. <laughs> go to Steve's new Instagram. Um Yeah, but um if you're trying to get a hold of us, uh yeah, is it Thor dot Bentley? Yeah. Uh Thor dot Bentley um on Instagram, BJJ dot wiki on Instagram, uh the the team Instagram, uh Calompton Social Club. Um reach us there. Uh you know, again, you know, we're friendly guys, we don't bite, suggest some beers. Throw some questions like the, these opening questions that I be you know coming up with. I go to the bathroom before we record, and I think of those questions while I'm holding my dick. So I, I need other questions. I, I I can't just be sitting there pissing and yeah. thinking like I need a new question. What's going to make him uncomfortable? Beer suggestions would be great too. Yeah, like we need some help there. And give us some ratings if you've had them. Um. Also, we're on iTunes. Go uh go uh you know. Give us a review. Optimus got some reviews on iTunes. All five stars so far. What's up, son? Damn. 
Yeah, so, yeah, well, it was not. But um, either way, thank you for listening. Um, thank you for being along on this ride. We're having a good time with it. It's fun. Um, you got any questions, concerns, reach out to us, and, um, you know, we'll get back to you. Thanks, y'all. Bye, bitches. <laughs>